First World Solutions, problem-solving show for people who don't necessarily need one. I'm Joel. Perfect dismount. Oh. I'm Oscar. <laughs> I'm Tom. Stuck that landing, Joel. Well done. It's what I do. It's what I'm here for every week. Consummate professional. Nailing that intro. Uh, we're here. We're that show you like. <laughs> Maybe. Um, we them boys. <laughs> we them boys. If you're new to the podcast, hi, we're that show you like now. Yeah, look, if you're new, it's because you've come here because you like us. It's That's how listening works. You don't listen to a band unless you like them, right? Yeah, and if you are listening to them, that means you have to like them, otherwise you wouldn't be listening. Exactly. If so, you're continuing to listen, please continue to listen, then you continue to like us. That's just science. Yeah. We're here to fix up your little problems. Using science. Using science. <laughs> Sometimes science. We can't really promise we, there we, will always we, be science. We stray between science and absurdism and then some mythos. And it, yeah. We've, we've had the paranormal involved occasionally. Occasionally. Um, the occult has made an appearance. Um, druids have featured more than once. <laughs> it's all good. Basically, I wish that was a bit, but it's very no, true. No, it's, it's not. It's very factual. <laughs> druids have featured more than once, as have deities like unspoken yeah we have we have enough classes now to basically start our own mmo holy shit that's actually a very good first world solutions massively multiplayer online experience how about a bmo a barely multiplayer online (laughs) experience (laughs) now they're just talking about fallout 76 i was gonna say topical burn hot burn now by the time this comes out will they have fixed it maybe (laughs) maybe not absolutely not On, on a scale of one to 76 Let's use their metrics. Because um, <laughs> it's 100% broken. Yeah, so that's yeah. where it stopped at 76, of course. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't say it was likely it was completely fixed. They I, did I, they did have a day one patch or a day yeah, seven was bigger, patch that was bigger than the game. Yeah. So maybe. Do you reckon they just like, they put it out and then when they turned around after they closed the door, like, oh no, we left a big chunk on the table. <laughs> we, we forgot a big bit of the game. Do you think anyone will notice? Todd, like, kept the story at home. He didn't bring it into the office. He's been using it to prop up his bookshelf. <laughs> God damn it, Todd. We needed that for the game. All right. Todd, if you're hearing this and you've already patched the game, we're sorry for taking the easy, low-hanging fruit on Fallout 76, but my dude... Come on. on. You know what you did. Come this on. Is, this is not your first rodeo. No. This is your 76th rodeo, yeah, Todd. Todd, you got priors. We all know you got priors. You we'll, can't hide. We'll leave you to sort that. We're going to jump on what we can help, and that's people on the internet with their first world problems. Oscar, you want to kick us off? I would love to kick us off. This first problem comes to us from new submitter, Moot Hoot, on SoundCloud. May also be in contention for best name. I was about to say it's a palindrome. It's not... <laughs> Two tomb. Two tomb. <laughs> you know what? It rhymes. Two tomb. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and make an executive decision that it's a palindrome that isn't. Okay. <laughs> it's not how it works, but here we are. Who says uh when you leave expecting traffic, then arrive five minutes early to the place where you're going, but you can't get in. Oh. I I am a serial early arriver. Um so I have perfected the art of making it look like you're busy for five to ten minutes. Kind of adjacent to your point of arrival. Now, talk, talk us, yeah. Talk, yeah, talk us through your like six steps for success. I got, okay. I got to know. Please, Tom, like take take the stage. Welcome to Tom's Tom Talk. Yeah. Step one: check the time. Always, always a handy check because number one, you know you're early, like a hundred percent. You you do this all the time, but you, this is a show. Mm. This is uh, peacocking. Uh, step one B: forget the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, check the time. Step two exasperated sigh and kind of a half-broken sentence under your breath that you definitely know people can hear like oh, i can't believe it how exasperated is the sigh does it directly link to how long the sigh goes on for like let's Wait. say you're two minutes early can you stretch that sigh out to a minute and a half i mean honestly about 30 seconds like this whole procedure has got to be a good kind of like oh, i can't i just oh, they told me I... 
<sighs> if you can couple it with a, a tut on the way in and then have that pregnant pause of... <sighs> ah, perfect. See, I mean, you're already killing great time. Yeah. Mm. But this also, to anyone that's seeing you, puts the onus on a mysterious third party that somehow wronged you as opposed yeah. to you've turned up early. Yeah. That's the crucial thing. Sow the seeds of doubt, yeah. my you're, friends. You're outside McDonald's at 5.50 a.m. and it's 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 closed. And you go, <laughs> these guys, these jokers, every time, I, they're never here on time. On the website, it's 5.50. Ah. God damn, I knew it. I bloody knew it. The earlier you are, the harder it's going to be to sell this. Like, if, you're, if you're five minutes early, that's okay. If you're an hour early, let's say. Yeah. yeah. This is where the next few steps of the procedure come in. Because, mm. honestly, the pregnant pulls, the sighing, the check on the phone, if you're only two minutes early, that pretty much gets you through, through the door okay. Yeah. You arrive an hour early... Things have gone awry. You need to scope out the immediate area for time-killing apparatus. Namely, is there a WH Smith nearby? Oh Ooh. my god, I, I ha- see, I'm a novice to this. I hadn't even contemplated WH Smith. WH Smith is the mecca for time-killing early arrivers. Mm. It is perfect. It is a free zone to read as many magazines and books as you like. Ooh. See, I would go more Waterstones. See, no, Waterstones there is an obligation to buy. Nah. There kind of is. Like nah. it's specific. They got, they, they got the they got the tall shelves that you can hide behind. <laughs> yeah, but it's only but it's only books in Waterstones. Yeah, W H Smith sells like DVD players, sometimes CDs. I don't sweets. think they let you hook them up. <laughs> I don't know. It depends really on on your bravery. Like yeah. if if you make it clear like you are going in with the intent to buy, but don't trust that the DVD player would work. Mm. I reckon you could sweet talk someone into letting you like... take take one for a test drive. <laughs> you have. Um makeup shops that have all their testers out yeah and so that's like a, a tried and true practice that try before you buy maybe that's the solution here maybe we set up a shop where everything is tried it before it's just a tester yeah but you can't buy anything in there no it's purely testing try shop it's maybe it's a try that's not a bad yeah, business a idea shop. basically you get all the local businesses around you to pay you to advertise their product in the try mm. shop mm. and You're if they want to buy it you go yeah. next door to you direct them down from. the road precisely but mm. you come into the 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 Early arrivers time wasting try shop, mm. and you just get to fiddle for half an hour to an hour max. You get a ticket, and that allows you your thirty minute slot, like a like deli counter tickets. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So you're going in, and you can try out a load of stuff that's in the surrounding area. So this works well if it's like a shopping center. What if it's someone's house? Yeah, let's say let's say you it's it's early morning. You said you were going to be at their house for seven, and they're going to give you a lift somewhere else. You're going to go off do something else, but you mm. turn up at quarter two. You don't want to knock on the door and wake them up. You don't want to, over, you know, overstep the mark. Yeah. So you, you want to kill some time for that point of time. Bane and injury. Ooh. <laughs> good, good, good. I like the... I'm, I've tripped and I can't get up. And you stay there for 10 more minutes and then suddenly, just, oh, I'm feeling better. Ah, oh, that's good. Because then you feel like you've improved and that mm. sets you up for the day in a more positive mental state. Mm. I overcame adversity from my trip. Now I'm, now I'm fine. Yeah. Are you not concerned maybe if you're putting on this charade to passers-by that they might try and help? That's where things get interesting. <laughs> Open yourselves up to an adventure. <laughs> what if they call an ambulance? Okay, that's probably going to set you back a bit, though, is it okay, not? Okay, so you've got to find the exact right level between a, a non... A, like, an injury that's bad enough that means you can't keep walking and it's clear to anyone walking by that you're checking out this injury and you're, you're fixing yourself. But not so bad that they will... They want to stop and help. Yeah. And if they do call an ambulance, you've got to be ready to, like, hand... Like, eye on the clock the entire time. When it hits, like, seven o'clock, you go, I'm fine, I'm feeling better. Unstrap yep. yourself from the, from the thing. <laughs> Jump off the thing. 
<laughs> only really works if the ambulance isn't in motion, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. As long as you get, you, as long as you get out of it before the ambulance takes off, you're probably fine. Is there a way that we could set up? You know how you have like mobile bookshops. Yeah. The bookmobiles. The bookmobiles. I love bookmobiles. Those They're beautiful. They turn up wherever you need a read. Could we set something like that up for the early arrivers time wasting time shop? Yeah, that actually would make a lot of sense. Is there a way we could summon it to an area? Like Uber style. Like Uber style. You have an app and it's like, fuck, I'm 20 minutes early. Mm. Boop, there's a bookshop on the road well, maybe <laughs> two not minutes even a bookshop. away. If it's a rural thing, maybe it can be individuals. Maybe you can be like, well, I got this sick plasma TV that is in my house and I live nearby. So come around and have a look at it. Come and chill. Are we a bit concerned about murderers? No. Uh, you, there's a terms and conditions. You have to be. <laughs> you have to not be. A you have murderer. to not be a murderer to sign up. Also, murderers meticulous when it comes to timekeeping. Yeah. Also true. You don't, I mean, you don't I was get thinking sloppy murders. I was thinking more the other way around. Um, kind of like oh, turning up early, pretending to be early, but actually being a murderer. No, I was I thinking more that. like turning up early, going through the phone, and someone just like, "I have a lovely, clean, white space for you to be in." Sarang wrapped. Well, that would be on the app, and you're not going to go there, are you? <laughs> you never know. really into your cooking. Like that's not in gonna... a big white space with the saran wrap. You're going to be scrolling through the app. It, it's like Tinder style. Everything's Tinder style. Everything is Tinder. It's a yay or nay, um, and you yay on the TVs, and you nay on the big white spaces covered in cling film. Okay, fine. So it's the time waste. The the early arrivers time wasting tryout. Yay or nay? Yeah. Spectacular. Eat yun. Eat yun. Eat yun. Eat yun. It's a Scottish app. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it can be partnered with the, the stores, the mum and pup stores that yeah. are in the centre of town, but also can be an individual pursuit as well. Okay, cool. Eat yun. Eat yun. <laughs> there you go. The Moot app. Eat yun. Eat yun. Don't eat young. No. Don't eat, eat your young. <laughs> I know some animals do it, but... He does say a hoot. Maybe he's an owl. If you're, if you're an owl, don't eat your young. Even if you're not an owl... Don't eat it. Don't, don't eat it. If there's one piece of advice we could give. Owl independent. Yeah, irrespective of genus, do not eat your young. Just eat yin. Eat big, big difference. Beautiful. I have one here submitted to us on email by Aaron Garepi. Garepi? I hope I do that right. Um, he's actually given us two. I want to address one quickly and then we'll move on to the fun one. Um, one of them, he says, there's a girl that I only see when I'm riding the bus and she always has her headphones in and is constantly buried in a book. I can't think of a good way to strike up a conversation without committing two faux pas, bothering someone with their headphones in, bothering someone who's reading at the same time. My dude, your senses, they are correct. Yeah, there's a, there's a reason why you can't think of a good way, because there is not one. Trust that reflex and she, do nothing. She has put up firm barriers. She is the... What's that place that they try to get into? Troy. She is Troy. Don't, you, don't call her Troy, because then he will try and think of his version of a Trojan horse. She is Troy if it was horse-proof. <laughs> were that that were the truth. <laughs> I, I, I entirely understand the concept of thinking, oh man, she's really cute. Oh, she's reading the same book that I like. Oh, maybe I... What could be? This is not the time for this, my guy. Nah. Seriously. She, no, she's on her own, on a bus, going nowhere, she is, as are we all. She's but, gone belt and braces on the walls as well. Like, just headphones is one thing. Headphones and book. Like, that's going to actually distract her from the book, but it's just an extra <laughs> level of defence yeah. of, even if I were to look up from my book, I couldn't hear you. There's headphones yeah. in. It's, it's a lost cause. She's got two senses plugged. This, this should go for all things. Yeah, so, I've, I've got it. Hang on. Ooh. If their sense is plugged, hide your mug. 
Your mug is your face. Yes. For our non-English listeners. Yeah. Or if you've got like a coffee cup. <laughs> just <laughs> throw it away. Yes. <laughs> throw it away. No, 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 don't throw it away. It's a perfect just hide it. Just conceal it. Take your coffee cup, put it somewhere they can't see it, because that's not an icebreaker of a ah uh, look at this. I'm holding the mug. You like it? There's something written on it. What is it? Like, not good. Okay. Uh, that that's our fix. Don't don't do it. Don't, it, don't do it. <laughs> if it's meant to be, you will see her in a more socially acceptable setting where maybe she wants to speak to somebody. Yeah. But if right it's now, in a bar, you can be like, remember the buses? <laughs> That's good times. Good times on those buses. Hey, how about that 802? <laughs> Nothing compares to the 803, right? <laughs> Although um, the 45, I get that sometimes. Um, 45B, don't get that. What are your top five buses? Here's mine. <laughs> Please come back. It's a, is that a laminated list? Oh, yes. You, oh, you've gone. Oh, so, Aaron, you're on the right track. She's asking not to be bothered. Look out for that. Yeah. Respect you, 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 that. You, you, That's you've chill. Got, That's you've a got cool, the right... cool thing to do is yeah. to respect her privacy. However, you got another problem here, which I'm way into. You say, I was having a heated discussion with a friend over the phone, and I realized no matter how hard I mash the hang-up button, it would not give me the satisfaction of slamming the phone. Mm. Oh, my God, yes. That, this... I mean, slamming the phone is something that I'd forgotten how good it was. Until, I've never, you, until you reminded me of it. I've never been a, able to do it. I've, I've never had a chance I had to do the it. option. I used to have the option, and now I don't. Did you ever have a flip phone? Yeah, that, there was a kind of satisfaction to slamming mm. it shut, but every time you did it, you had this feeling of just like, I think I might have broken that. Yeah, like the more the, the forceful <laughs> nature of it really, like, it's, it's still a very delicate thing, like the, uh, the old Motorola Razor. Oh, yeah. Very... Very like satisfying, like you can one hand hang up a phone call, but mm. that same one hand could very easily just snap that phone in half. Yeah, exactly. What I mean, this is crying out for an invention here. Um, what I'm thinking is kind of like foam pads around the top of your phone. That mm. means you, no matter what, you can just slam it onto a table that will instantly hang up a I mean, call. Haven't is it Cat the the digging company that have made like an indestructible phone case? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. I've mm. seen it. Like so, it will withstand being thrown out of like a yeah. thirteen story window. That's like, a nice stopgap. Yeah, but. The nice thing about slamming a phone is that there's a handset to receive the slam. So it's not just about putting the phone down. It's about something coming up to, to catch meet it. the phone. So would you need like a partner case that's like on your hip? It's oh. just an old style rotary. Oh, so you're like punching yourself in the hip. You know, you, what, hang up. you know what is a really cool piece of accessory, for, a really cool accessory for a phone that is uh, not diamond been seen choker? in a while? Oh, okay. it, well, that's a cool one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on to which accessories are and are not cool in a different episode. Okay. Just a purely first world fashion. But... The one that was like a little holster you could put for your phone that was like on the outside of your belt, like next to your pocket. Do you remember oh, those? Yeah. Mm. You know, that was wildly that was impractical. Flip phone era. But it was flip phone era, but people who still had like the big, well, like it's a 3310 shaped holster basically. Mm. But people could put it there directly next to where the pocket would be. I never really understood that. It's like ease of access. But, but you, that was a kind of you could quick draw like you were a cowboy. You know, you go, whoa, phone's out, ready to go. I think Joel's idea of having something you can slam it into, a slam set for the handset, you can put it there so it's kind of like slightly magnetized and then you can, it will, it will snap in, but it still gives you that kind of, like, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the click, it's the impact, yeah. that's the satisfying part. It's not the pushing the button because yeah. now there's no, there's no tactile enjoyment of just hitting a screen. Yeah. Now, I like what you say about the sound. Mm. So my mum recently bought a new car and it comes with a sport mode. And uh, <laughs> so she's not particularly pleased with it because it sounds bad. We went to the um, the garage mm. and was talking to an engineer about it. And he basically was like, yeah, sport mode, it does nothing except make your fuel economy worse. And it plays engine sound <laughs> that sounds like a sports car. That is genius. It does not sound like a sports car. 
I'm sure there are some cards that could pull it off. This one does not. So maybe that's something we could add to the slam set for the handset, which I love. Yeah, thank you for this. Um, that's all right. Like an audio feedback. So not only does it slam and make an actual click, but it also has a recorded audio feedback of like a... Dong. Well, you, you know, like old phones that actually had like the ringer, like analog inside the handset thing. So if you ever see in like a cop, an old cop movie where someone like slams the phone down, you hear like that kind of, that little tinny sound yeah. of it knocking the bell. Dangling. Yeah. I think just like wholesale take that. So like a big like green plastic receiver that still has a little bell in it because mm. you get that plastic on plastic impact but then with a little like the little jangle afterwards. Yeah. That's that makes you feel tough. God, You're I thinking a physical bell rather than a recorded. Bell. Yeah, I think so. I, I th- keep I th- it old school. Keep it, keep it old school, and also it's it's more um, efficient. <laughs> like that's like that's a concern. I think you you just you know in the same way that vinyl just just has that analog sound, actual physical wholesale bit of plastic phone receiver with a little bell in it just has that real that real crunch, that yeah. real that real attack. So coming back to the name. Mm. Slam set for the handset. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm. I do have an alternative brand. Of course. Are you really beating slam set? It's something that's going to help you keep up your confidence, right? Right. After an argument, like you, you don't feel a bit... It's a powerful exit. It's a powerful yeah. exit. You don't feel a bit like diffused afterwards okay. after hanging up. So the bolster holster. Do you not worry it sounds a bit too much like boulder holder? I'm Would... hoping we can confuse the market. What? So people will think they're buying bras for their phones? Where is that going? Uh, <laughs> I'm really sorry to just take a big old dump all no, over your idea. Once, when I said it out loud, I did it, hear that, and I was yeah. like, "Man, I hope they don't bring that up." <laughs> this panel is ruthless and always this panel will is be. ruthless and so in tune. This is why we have the focus group stage yeah. of it because mm. 99% of all people that was a bit like Boulder Holder. <laughs> so we're not going to release a bra for the phone. We're going to release the slam set for the handset. Mm. Yeah, perfect. Okay. That that's fine. Like I do like it. I just wanted to make sure there weren't any things oh, we were leaving on the table. No stones untoned. Nope, nothing. <laughs> yep. No stones untoned. No stones untoned. <laughs> yeah, because my anchor is supple. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, low weight, high rep. <laughs> cool. So Aaron, slam set for the handset. That'll give you that feedback that you need. I yeah. Hope you enjoy. Moving on. Uh, I have one here from Reddit. So this comes to us from Attiki on Reddit. Thank you very much. He says, Wishing they would make Pringles cans wider so I could fit my chubby hands in them. Oh my God, I haven't thought about this in forever. It is the most famous first world problem. Yeah. Pringle hand. Pringle hand. Like, we need to get on to Pringle and either A, get them to widen it, but that's not a very exciting thing, or B, we need to invent our own attachment to fix this. How do you get something out of a small space that you can't fit your hand into outside of the Pringle verse. Claw game. Okay. Now, you say claw <laughs> game because the kind you kind of have to form a claw with your hand mm. to get into the Pringle can anyway. Yes. Is it just that shape of a hand, but slightly smaller, which you're controlling? I was thinking proper fairground rules, like one that can barely pick up a Pringle. I, um... I feel like that might be quite difficult. When, <laughs> yeah. when, you're, when you've popped and you can't stop, you having, having stop. A, a physical or a dexterity barrier in the way might be an issue. Now, I don't want to bring down the tone of the podcast, mm. but is there anything in common life that is vaguely tube-shaped that can expand to whoever's using it, no matter how vast the size? Is there anything you can think of? Slinky. Slinky. Yeah. Oh, he's thinking about slinky. Slinky. Ah, yeah. That's I, what I meant. I am yeah. thinking about expanding foam. For construction. Does foam not expand inwards as well? Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) 
Tell me more. I about, can't. Tell me more about this foam. If the foam starts at too small for hand, and you try and put your hand in, you are not getting that hand back. Okay. What about utilizing a dip as some kind of liquid that would it's flush it out? Always the dip with you. Yeah. Is it? What's crisp without dip? Now, Tom, is this dip onion and garlic? <laughs> it could be. I'm not saying it I'm has not to saying be. It has, it has to, be. to be. It's not mandatory. It you will be for me. You say you say what's crisp without dip? Crisp. Yeah. The crisps. If you add dip, they're no longer crisp. Crisp and dip. Dip has a, a sog factor. <laughs> of seven. <laughs> of seven. <laughs> you have to bear in mind. Look, there are two types of mouthfeel. There's mush and there's crunch. If you add dip to crisp, it goes from crunch to mush. Have you ever had crunchy peas? <laughs> yeah, when they're frozen. <laughs> you ever had a sugar snap pea? It's got snap in the name. Yeah, it's yeah, crunch. Point. That ain't mush. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not a okay. sugar mush Okay, we'll get back to great Pringles. I've really got to start challenging this system right no, now. Mush okay. to crunch. M- mush or crunch. <laughs> mush or crunch. There's only two food types. You round up or you round down, obviously. Okay. Yeah, what you've is got Captain Crunch and yeah. Master Mush. <laughs> the two mascots at war. Yeah, pick a side. <laughs> okay, so ice cream, but with chocolate chips in it. That is, that's a good balance between it, but I'd say overwhelmingly that is mush. Yeah, that's mush, right? Yeah, because also chocolate chips are like too small to be a crunch. Okay. That's mush with a crunch finish. Yeah. Apple. Crunch. That's full crunch. Full crunch. There's no Cooked mush apple. Mush. <laughs> Tom, so there must Tom, be a point where it changes. I, I, yeah. I, I, so I, in the middle somewhere, there is... Yeah, but by that same logic, you're like bread, mush, toast, crunch. Like, you've got to think about, like, the process in which you cook it changes it. It's you're a not, spectrum. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to catch me out. You can't. I'm not, I'm not trying to catch this you out. I'm, the system I'm, is cannot. too good. You I'm, cannot. I'm literally, I'm not trying to catch you out. I am trying to understand. I'm fascinated by yeah, this. Uh, how this I, is amazing. I find it hard that in the two, two concurrent episodes, you have been ex- you've ex- been exposed to both Cuke Sangers and Mushroom Crunch. <laughs> Their long-standing ways of life. I just think yeah. it's odd that I haven't expelled ever, them before. Ever brought them up. Yeah. Okay, popcorn. Popcorn is... Cr- oh, that's, t- that's tricky. Yeah. Um, covered popcorn is crunch. Yeah. Like toffee popcorn is crunch. Oh, yeah. Regular popcorn is closer to mush. Well, popcorn is crunch with a mush finish, so is that not just the opposite of ice cream with sprinkles? Yeah, popcorn is the opposite of ice cream. <laughs> what about ice cream with popcorn sprinkles? Fuck Ooh. yourself. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Take that backwards thinking and check it at the door. Drinks? Well, drinks are drinks. They're not food. <laughs> Come on, Tom. Milk, take, take it seriously. Milkshake. Milkshake is a drink. It's yeah. not food. But it, it, Mush but... and crunch only applies to food. Okay. Where on the scale from milk to cheese does mush become valid? Cheese is still mush. Yeah. So, so... at some point it was milk, which is nothing. <laughs> okay, melt... <laughs> so... <laughs> By your logic, at some point, milk enters the mush crunchy spectrum. Spectrum. The the dye. No, it doesn't because once it's stock. Okay, okay. Cheese, <laughs> cheese, <laughs> as a block of cheese is mush. That's fine. Yeah. Melted cheese is still mush. Yeah. Pre cheese. Yeah. When it's what like cream? Yeah. I don't know a lot about the <laughs> curd. Curd. <laughs> Again, it's all mush, but it's like all it's mush. So, and. and when it's cream, it's still a liquid. It's not a food. Okay. So therefore, it's not mush. Any time, any any time in the cheesing process, yeah. Post cream is when you start paying attention to it. When it starts becoming curd, it enters the mush spectrum. But before that, it's not on it because it's a liquid. So, at what point do you think is the threshold to enter the mush crunch dichotomy? I've said like once it, curd is where it enters it. <laughs> <laughs> You've crossed the curd threshold. Yeah. So Pringle can. Okay, well, that's all crunch, and we can we can all settle on that. Yes. Yeah. 
Is there a way to turn the Pringles into mush so that they can be extracted from the can? And then reform them to crunch? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, what you gotta do is you gotta get in there with like a, a which okay. In a mortar and a pestle, which one's the bowl? The pestle? Well, the the pestle is the bread. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I think I, the pestle is the bowl. Which, I think the mortar is the clobberer. Yeah. Let's say the clobberer. You get a big clobberer, you reduce the structural integrity of all of these Pringles mm. down to a powder. Yeah. Pour it out and then reform into a little, like an, a Pringle mold like you get for jellies, like you get for cakes. A Pringle Can we mold. use the, the Pringle holders that we talked about oh, before? Yeah. yeah. The saddle shape. Oh ones. my God. One giant Pringle. A thick ass Pringle. Oh. Whoa. Hang on. What is this feeling? Wait, wait, wait a second, everybody. Is this what Columbus felt like when he landed? Thick Pringle. T H I C C Pringle. Thick Pringle. Fingle. That's so, it. Wait, just to clarify, thick. You're, you're saying thick vertically. Thick Pringle. <laughs> but a v- like vertically, still the same width exact and length. Dimensions of the Pringle, but stretched but out longer. But, <laughs> but, but long, thicker. Thick Pringle. I rest my case. I honestly don't know whether to be. No further or questions. <laughs> no further questions, Your Honor. I don't want to probe it. I don't. Uh, I, you cannot. <laughs> Do you need to add anything to make the Pringles reform, or do we think just pressure will get the job done? Pure, pure, like a vice, like a it's clamp. Like, it's like sandcastle mm. tactics. It's just compression sand in a mold. Sandcastle tech. <laughs> yeah, we're going to utilise sandcastle tech. So you need a kid with a bucket yeah. and a spade. <laughs> it's got to be a kid. Got to be a kid. Have you ever tried making a sandcastle as an adult? They don't hold together. No. Kids got them magic sand. Kid magic. Kid is this magic. is this another outing for some kid called Ben? <laughs> what he's been up to <laughs> i can't even remember where we met him last time but he's been out there hustling pringles and making, pringles. making these thick pringles selling backstreet thick pringles <laughs> these ain't the pringles your grandma would buy <laughs> he's got a very deep voice from inhaling all that dust <laughs> the pringle yeah. dust, pringle dust. It just yeah. ruined his throat yeah he's got yeah. laryngitis from all the pringle inhales so to sum up big mortar slash clobber mm-hmm Clobber it down. Clobber it down. If we make it the dimension, the the circumference of a Pringle tube, it can just be one hard push. Yeah. Yeah. Like an AeroPress machine. Exactly. Like an AeroPress, which is a like this, but for coffee, not Pringles. Yeah. Um, Thick coffee. (laughs) That's if you add cream, which, as we've established, is almost mush. (laughs) It's on its way. It's on its way. It's it's pre-mush. So you mash your Pringles into mush, Mm -hmm. pour out the mush into the Pringle saddle. Yeah. Put the lid on and presumably put it in a vice. Crush that mush back into crunch. Mm-hmm. And it will not be like your grandma's Pringle. It will be no. one thick hand-sized <laughs> one Pringle. One thick Pringle. <laughs> and Jesus Christ, you'd have to eat an entire can of Pringles in a few bites. Would you, Could you cut it? What, like a Pringle pie? Like a Pringle pie, but there wouldn't be any layers. Pringle, <laughs> a Pringle loaf. God, it would... Oh, yeah. No, that's exactly what it would be. It's a loaf of Pringle. Ooh. Yeah. It, just the idea of cutting it and there being this Pringle material, but 3D, oh. just so unsettling. Oh, it's like when you see those realistic mock-ups of Mario. Right? Yeah. There's something really yeah, uncanny. Yeah, and he's got like paws. Yeah, you know, you know if you, you know, <laughs> this if Pringle's you, got paws. You know, if you get a uh, you get a bread knife and you cut into like a like a kind of a slightly stale loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it would be a similar kind of feel. Oh, that's not a good feel. It's not a good feel, but... So are we saying we need to choke down this thick Pringle like a baby bird? Here's the the thing. Here's the thing. (laughs) 
I did not say the thick Pringle would be a good thing to eat. <laughs> but no, you do have it. At no point did I say that I would enjoy the thick Pringle, but you got to try it. So it's one thick Pringle power one, play. One thick Pringle. One thick Pringle. I'm just going to keep saying it <laughs> until, until we move on. Until we move on. In that case, let's please move on from one thick Pringle to our Horsemelon Symposium segment of the show, which is where we all come up with a word, any word you like, um, and we're going to try and mangle those words together into a phrase or a product that we can pitch to a certain demographic. I think it was... Who chose a demographic last time? I think I chose a demographic last time. It was for domestic birds. It was... Yes, Stone Post is coming. Stone Post is still coming. Stone Post is still coming. You've reminded me to tweet that. (laughs) Stone Post is still coming. Are we going Stone Post is still coming or Stone Post is coming? Stone Post is... Stone Post has yet to come. Stone Post has yet to come. (laughs) Stone Post is on his way. Yeah, Yeah, Stone Post is on... Same picture of the same bird? Same same picture, same bird. I was going to retweet with comment. Okay. Stone Post is on route. Stone Post on route. (laughs) Everyone's going to be very confused and then suddenly get to the episode (laughs) and and be like... And so disappointed. Yeah, congratulations. You're now living in an age where Stone Post has arrived. Stone Post on route, three seconds ago. Stone Post. Yeah, so that was last week's one. That was Stone Post. Okay, cool. So you picked the demographic last week, right? Yes, that was... Okay. Tom, would you like to choose a demographic this week? Okay, gentlemen, this week we are going to be pitching to alcoholic rundown teachers. Now, hang on. Not alcoholic. Alcohol dependent. Alcohol dependent, yes. High functioning. Anytime anytime they want. But not necessarily dependent, but when you have a hard job, when you start early... And you finish early and there's a lot of the day left. To what are you rem- going to fill that with? What are you going to fill that with? Remembering? Not Te- likely. Teaching? I don't think Teaching. So. Processing? Mark- nah. Marking? Yes. Otherwise, what are you going to do? Are you going to drink? Is that good for you? It's not bad for you necessarily if you're doing it in moderation. But these guys are not. But these guys might not be. Okay. And, and we need a, an approach that doesn't just target people who are drinking too much, but also targets the people that having a glass of wine or two every night and that's maybe not something they want to continue doing maybe for their health maybe for their wallet it's also for the teachers who are having a glass of wine whilst teaching can you imagine anything more classy i can't oh. glass of brandy if you had a glass of brandy in one of those little tea light things where they heat it up and it does the legs oh yeah that would be classy to a classroom of six-year-olds i think yeah they'd be they'd be very impressed yeah so teachers that want to cut back on their drinking yes okay <laughs> Right, so we're all going to say a word. I forgot we had to... (laughs) Ah, we've done it. (laughs) We've done it. Um, Teachers that want to cut back on their drinking. We're all going to say a word. It doesn't have to be teacher-related, but the product is going to be aimed at helping teachers reduce their alcohol intake. Are we all ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one, cry. Marathon. Lettuce. (laughs) (laughs) A lettuce cry marathon... (laughs) Is is let's be honest, everyone's favourite soap opera about teachers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now now Let Us Cry is the show. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's it's a pun. They're all vegetables. It's a bit yeah. like fruit it's, tails. It's, it's kinda of, kinda of like vegetables, but vegetables, that's yeah, it. It's fruit tails. <laughs> <laughs> like that's worse. It, it, yeah, it's it's like vegetables, but it's very sexual and set in... <laughs> it's very sexual and there's nothing about God in it. No, no nothing at all. Um, and it's all set I, in, a, I, in a high school. I kind of want to pull back from the sexual overtones of Let Us Cry because this is aimed at teachers who are going to be teaching children. And yeah, I feel like if it's going to link into that, we need to kind of... It's not, it's not like hardcore boning down, but in much the same way as like casualty, everyone's getting with everyone. It's like the sex same. in the city. You've yeah. heard of double 
entendre. This is quadruple entendre. <laughs> it goes back in on itself. Okay. How? Can I have an example of a quadruple entendre? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can. So lift it directly from the show. No, no. Let me, let me clarify. Double entendre translated yeah. literally means to take. Yeah. Which means there are two meanings. Yeah. So you need to have a phrase that has four, <laughs> four meanings. meanings. Okay. Presumably three of which are sexual. Okay. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> All right. You've got exactly one minute while Joel and I uh, get get the foundations of Letters Cry. Okay. Um, yeah. Who's I the just, protagonist can... of Letters Cry? Uh, chimney Sweep. Chimney Sweep. A, chim- <laughs> a, a Chimney Sweep. I am Professor Chimney Sweep. <laughs> a Chimney Sweep who's also a gynecologist. Can we call him Jiminy Sweep? Yes, and he's so a, everyone calls him Jim. Yeah, yeah, Jim, Jim Sweep. Jim Sweep. <laughs> Jim Sweep. Hi, Jim. Who is a part-time chimney sweeping gynecologist and teacher. He's a busy dude. He's a very yeah. busy dude. Um, <laughs> if he gets the roles confused, he is in for a bad time with those bristles. Jiminy, okay, I've got Jiminy Sweep's catchphrase, which is a quadruple entendre. <laughs> <laughs> this gets said at least twice an episode. Yeah. My my, that's a dirty shaft. <laughs> <laughs> That, I've, no, got, I've, got, I've, I've got, got two. two. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the other third meaning? Hey, which ones have you got? The, 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 the woman one. And the woman the, the, and the man. The, the woman. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of the man. I got ah, three. Okay. Wait, what, what have you got then? There's a woman. Chimneys. There's a yeah. woman. There's a man. There's chimneys. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> there's a mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's Cry yeah. is set in a mining town. <laughs> It's a mining town which has a doctor, gynecologist, and chimney sweep. What do you think they're mining for? All coal. teaching at the school. Where do you think the coal goes? In the fireplaces. What does that create? Soot. Soot needs sweeping. Yeah. So Jiminy sweeps quadruple entendre catchphrases. My, my, that's a dirty shaft. <laughs> to refer at once to women and male genitalia. Yeah, and chimney pipes. And the mine shaft. And the mine shaft. <laughs> Would you not be fired from your gynecology position? <laughs> If that's, you were to refer... That's the season one arc. He does. <laughs> but he's just so goddamn gifted. He's just so talented that they bring him back in. And that's only after he's been uh, kind of inducted into the world of teaching, mm. um, where he teaches gynecology part-time. Not enough public schools have a gynecology course. <laughs> no, imagine teaching a class full of radishes about gynecology. Oh, I forgot he's a vegetable. <laughs> What vegetable is Jim Sweep? He's a carrot. He's a carrot. He's, okay. Yeah, because then you can see in the dark, and he's in a lot of dark places, <laughs> <laughs> both emotionally and physically. <laughs> yes, that's one of the quadruple entendres: emotionally, physically, spiritually, and vaginally. <laughs> no one's ever said I'm vaginally in a very dark space. You clearly haven't watched all of season one. <laughs> so, Jimmy Sweep the carrot. <laughs> He's sort of, we've got his arc, season one, <laughs> fall from grace, and then claw it back through yeah. sheer determined foresight and yeah. proliferation of through, talent. Through the help of a kooky supporting cast of characters at a school that, to teachers watching, are they're, they're, it's such an escape. Mm. They have such a wonderful chemistry. Well, it's a school. town full of minors, so they can relate to spending mm. all day with minors. Mm. If you've got... Joel. If you've got... I, I was going to say, we're better than this, but, but we're know, not. You know we aren't. <laughs> That's a good, clean joke. <laughs> the only one of the entire show. It's not shark. all about vaginas. It's better than a dirty shark. <laughs> Minor wordplay <laughs> trumps that. <laughs> oh, God. So who's the whistleblower for Jim Sweep? 
Okay, so who this calls is him his... out on his un- inappropriate Consta- lingo? Constable Cabbage. Interesting. Who is of course a Romaine lettuce. Yes. So Constable yeah. so Constable Cabbage's wife was the person So this is set in pre Brexit or have we got leave lettuces as well? Nineteen seventy, the golden era. Nineteen seventy, okay. <laughs> Has le- anyone else done a lettuce based Brexit pun that I would like to know? <laughs> Call to action. Call to action. Are you a leave or a remain? <laughs> I just want to know. Um, <laughs> just got to know. Folks, got so. to know. So Constable Cabbage, who went in for an examination with Jim Sweep. Why did he go in? <laughs> his wife. His wife his, went his in. His wife. Or, you know, Emotional a woman support. could be constable. A cabbage you could be a woman. You said he went in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try and play that card with us. I'm not. This is not. I'm very forward thinking. You just said the wrong thing. I love that. Just, so he said this. Oh, he did, did he? Why has he got to be a man? Because you told me that's what it was. <laughs> I didn't assume, I inferred. <laughs> ah, and we understood. So he's going in for emotional support for his wife. Yeah. Okay. At which point, Jim, completely sozzled after a very long, hard day of sweeping chimneys, mm-hmm. turns up and drops his catchphrase. <laughs> my, my, that's a dirty shaft. It's always the two mys. Yeah. Yeah, always. Because well, if it's my, that's a dirty shaft, that's somehow more... Alarming. It, it, if they don't have a cliffhanger at the end of an episode, they end the episode with him just saying, my, and then it cuts. Oh. And then the next episode is, my, that's a dirty shaft. Yeah. And everyone's like, hey. Previ- previously. <laughs> on. So he, he gets fired from his position because yeah. the constable uh, phones it in. Rightly so. He's used his catchphrase in the wrong context. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Uh, he's fallen on really hard times. The only mm. job he can get is teaching gynecology at a down-on-its-luck school mm. in the mining town. Um, thanks to his connection with uh, an old love interest, old flame ex-girlfriend, who now is working there as the head of HR, who hires mm. him because uh, she feels sorry for him. Who is this character? Shakira. Shakira. Is it pl- voiced by Shakira? No, it's, it's Shakira. Shakira. She's the only human in the show. <laughs> it's Shakira as Shakira. And okay. she tells nothing but truth, as we know. Yeah. Of course. Um, speaks from the hip. Speaks. <laughs> shoots from the mouth. <laughs> Speaks from the hip, asks questions later, never tells a lie. Shakira's there. Mm. I, I don't think they should work in school. I think we should run with the pun and have him teaching a whole load of minors gynecology. Okay. Minecology. Mine, yes. How to examine... <clears throat> a shaft. A shaft. <laughs> in a shaft. Minecology. How does this help <laughs> alcoholic teachers? Because if I watch this show, escape. I feel like I would need a drink. Well, no, it's <laughs> like a lettuce cry marathon is exactly what you need after a long, hard day. Like, this yeah. is the reason why people go home and put on an EastEnders omnibus because they don't really have to think too hard. This mm. is like pure schlock, yeah. but it's also starry vegetables. Yeah. And as, as we all know, vegetables are one of your five a day. And alcohol if, is not. Alcohol is not. But if you kid yourself that red wine is, then you're in for a rude awakening because just because it's grapes doesn't mean it's. Bapes, well, the, bapes the, meaning the, good. The, the way it helps is because it shows it shows Jim sweeps fall from grace entirely down to alcohol and his redemption through his um, through his distancing of himself from it. So his catchphrase only comes about when he's when he's drinking, when yeah. he's hammered. Um, it, when he's when he's hammered, he's all about the dirty shot. When he's roasted, when he is roasted, he is sautéed. Yeah, carrot jokes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes. indeed. <clears throat> Uh, Orange. When, when he <laughs> regains his stake in society, he gets clean. He gets sober. Yeah. Uh, he he drops his he drops his old crass catchphrase. Mm. And he drops the quadruple entendres entirely. Um, he's just very direct. No entendre, very literal. 
Um, I am clean now, is what he'll say as he's in the bath. <laughs> as are you. <laughs> I'm clean now, as are you. Shakira. Shakira, that's a top-notch shaft. <laughs> so Almost think... perfect. We really? almost got past the watershed. Yeah. Almost. That last line, we're now at 10pm territory. So I think because we've got the obvious similarity to VeggieTales here, we should take a little bit of that DNA. VeggieTales had a just random preachy section about the Lord in the middle. Mm. Here is where we can work in the help factor. We can have a just direct-to-camera plea, hey guys, drink responsibly. And then just kind of falls back into character. We've had a lot of fun here today. (laughs) But I'm here to talk to you about... Not enough sitcoms do that these days. Have have the main character just break fourth wall and just talk to the audience and say, we've had a lot of fun here today, but this is a very special episode, as all episodes of the uh, Let Us Cry marathon are. (laughs) But this is the thing. doesn't sound like they have had a lot of fun today. Jim (laughs) Sweeper's been in a really dark hole drinking his way through, and then just like it ends with him weeping, my, my, what a dirty shaft. And then turn to the cameras. We've had a lot of fun here today. Maybe we've had a lot of ups and downs today. Okay. Because people hear ups and downs and they think fun. But what they actually mean is dizzying highs and crushing lows. So when it's like, we've had a lot of ups and downs today. But Mm. I tell you what's always an up, sobriety. Yeah. I tell you what's always a down, you drinking. Stop it. Hey. Hey. Stop drinking. (laughs) Stop drinking. Stop it right now. Are you drinking? Yeah. Right now. You've got a glass of wine in hand to watch Let Us Cry. Have you been completely ignoring the message of this show? <laughs> That's it. I'm done with this. That's like shooting up while watching the thing with Jaralito about drugs. I forget the name. 30 seconds to Mars. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. The Let Us Cry Marathon. Coming soon to probably Channel 5. It's a very Channel 5. It's very Channel 5. I mean, they bought Neighbours, which is basically the same thing. It's, it's the same thing, just not with vegetables. It's a Neighbours reboot. Squid, and you'll see the similarities. Really hard. Squid, really hard. <laughs> mm. Um, so that's the Let Us Cry Marathon, the somewhat non-subtle attempt to help teachers specifically to stop drinking so much. I think it's going to work. I think I was going in the mindset that this was something that teachers would be buying into to try and stop drinking. But it seems more like we're trying to subtly show them that they need to stop drinking. Yeah, I think I think it's better to go in with a softer approach. Because if you tell someone they have a problem before yeah. they realise it themselves... They're never going to do it. That's where. That's why Jim Sweep is quite an aspirational figure for them. We're basically incepting the idea that they should stop drinking yeah. by showing them the horrific things that happen if you do. It's a little bit insidious, but it's vegetables, so it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry, it's a carrot. Don't worry, it's a. It's just a carrot. There's something there, but I'm no. I'm not going for it. I think we're going to close out the show there for today. We've had a lot of ups and downs this episode. But uh, it's it's time to bring it to a close. We have been First World Solutions. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed what you heard, that's awesome. You should share it around with your friends. We've got iTunes, we've got Spotify, we've got SoundCloud. Link up on those platforms, copy them, paste them to your friends, get to it. If you have any of your own questions, queries, problems or prompts you'd like to share with us, you can get in touch with us through a multitude of different platforms. Uh, big thanks to Moot Hoot and... Aaron Garipi. Garepi. Big- Big thanks to Moot Hoot and Aaron for their suggestions this week. Um, if you've got any of your own, please do send them in. You can get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at FWSCast. Or you can find us on Facebook at First World Solutions. Uh, or you can message us directly, email us directly at FWSCast at gmail.com. Or leave a comment on the SoundCloud. That's how Moot Hoot got in touch today. Um, we'd love to hear from you because we do check all of these before the show every week. So we can try and give you more direct, to the point and uh, efficient advice, which I, I think you'll all agree we absolutely did. 
no matter where you're listening to us, be it on iTunes or SoundCloud, please do leave us a rating and a review. Um, actually hearing what you guys think about the show is really helpful to us and always puts a smile on our face, even if it's bad. Even if you go, guys, what the hell is this? It was really nice, actually, when we were talking about how ridiculous our theme song is. We had a couple of people saying, I listened to the show specifically because this theme tune caught my eye, mm. which yeah. was real nice. So thank you for letting us know about that. Anything else that's positive about the show, tell us. Um, if, if there is anything. If there's anything. I hope there's more than one thing. <laughs> if you're only listening to this whole hour because of the theme tune, then we've got work to do. So yeah, thank you to Theta the Sheep who uh, commented on SoundCloud, the theme song is great. Silly peppy chip tune music. What's not to love? If it wasn't for me rewinding a few times to listen to it again, I probably wouldn't have given you guys the chance you deserved. I'm glad I did. Thank you very much. We're glad you did too. That warms our heart because that was a really dumb idea that we did. That, that song is silly. It kind of sets the tone for the entire podcast as a whole though. It's, it's a really dumb idea that we had. Oh, it was still, it's, it's still st- still going. It's still a dumb idea. It's done good. It's done good. Um, so yeah, please do leave us a rating and a review. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, please uh, give us a follow. That really helps us out. And make sure to share that link around with friends as well. But in the meantime, thanks once again for listening. I've been Jim Sweep. I've been a thick Pringle. <laughs> and I've been Shakira. No problems. No problems. <laughs>